0: Oh, well, listen to that harmony. My God, you you, you should be in, in a band. It
1: does sound very harmonious.
2: <laughs> well, hopefully a music manager is listening yes. and putting together the band
1: now. <laughs> I,
0: I got to tell you that this this is a moment. And what I mean by that is, is that readers from all over the world, when they tune in to hear all three of you at the same time, is what are the chances that anything like this would ever happen?
2: It feels pretty special. It's really great yeah. to be yeah. sitting here with. I you. mean, certainly when I was growing up, you know, I, I, I wrote about my teen years and they marketed it as historical fiction, so I'm old. <laughs> but when I was growing up to have three queer authors of diverse yeah. backgrounds yeah. representing different members of the community, I mean, yeah. it would have been unheard of.
0: What you're doing is you're taking that brave step forward because, let's be honest, in this real world, there's a lot of people that are being shoved back into silence because they're afraid that people are going to judge them. And we need you. We need you badly, you guys.
3: Thanks, Errol. That really means a lot, especially, you know, as you know right now, it's like a hot and heavy book banning effort. So it's really nice to hear people say that we are needed and appreciated and wanted.
1: Yeah. It's it's really, it can feel kind of like, the opposite sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it is really nice to hear that, like from people who actually do want us to be speaking out.
0: Well, there, there are so many of us that are in love and support. And, and it's like, okay, well, you know what? We need to come out and use our voices as well. And so what we do is we can, when we hear your passion and your drive to be not just authors, but you are sharing stories. Look at the covers of all three of these books. What does it show you? People together. Every one of your books is, is about people working together
1: yeah i love that that's
2: beautiful that's right <laughs> and and it is i mean really you know art is about creating empathy and it's about building bridges and each of our books i think really is working to do that both within the stories themselves but also within the outside world of readers and educators and families
3: right. yeah if you could have seen all three of our faces when you said that arrow yeah. we were all like ah, because nobody's <laughs> pointed that out and yeah. you're
1: completely right yeah it's really
3: nice and i do think that's something that all of our books have in common is like finding your community and your people yeah. that are going to keep you going absolutely
1: I love that you know
0: in in reading the stories each of them the one thing that I feel as that reader is the fact that it's like you know who your reader is because you, you, you're t- you're sharing the story with them you're not just giving them a story I feel like we're having a moment together of sharing
1: I love that yeah like I feel like that, that's so true when I write I, I want it to be kind of in conversation with the, the people who it's about So that, that's so true
3: definitely and to have that moment where we're sharing with our readers like a little bit of ourselves or a little bit of how we view the world and I think that's needed now more than ever is where we can just like actually talk with each other or share our thoughts and feelings with each other and instead of just like instantly demonize or make monsters out of each other mm-hmm. it's like actually having that back and forth. And I think our books are for that.
0: I hope listeners just picked up on that, when you talk together. That, that, because so many times creative people like to live in their own little world and, and to, you know, to protect their own space. And But, but I love the idea of talking together. Once again, th- th- this, is the, this is the reason why I love being in this moment with all of us together.
2: Absolutely. And these books, I mean, look, I feel like my, my book, Only This Beautiful Moment, is about three generations of men in the same Iranian family. And two of them are queer one of them is not and he's actually quite homophobic and he was very much inspired by my father's generation of men and i wanted to find a way to empathize with how they got to where they were and the trauma they went through and honor their experience in order to build bridges in my own community and so it is it's all about listening it's all about curiosity we can make a better world and a more unified world if we just listen to each other.
0: With, with, a, with a situation like that, uh, th- one of the things that, that I've learned is sit down with a, writing, with a writing instrument and start asking questions and questioning answers. Because when, when people are in their own zone, and, and the one thing that I, I get tired of, well, you know, it's, it's how old they are. No, that has nothing to do with it. We all should be loving each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my grandmother, like, before she passed, like, she, in her last few weeks, changed her mind about you know gay people like and like it's just like it has nothing to do with how old you are like it was just you know we finally had the conversation i was afraid to have the conversation with her um we finally had it and she changed her mind and like you know it's possible that like people just need to be like talked to and like we sometimes i I definitely make assumptions sometimes about how bad someone is or how badly they think of me um when it might not actually be the case, and yeah. they might just need to understand a little bit yeah absolutely
0: i'm I'm often accused of being you know stop being a drama queen. it's like i it's what i am <laughs> I, mean, I, I I love emotion i i when i when I like something or dislike something i'm I'm going to turn that drama into some energy
1: yeah. I love it.
2: <laughs> I love that. I, th- I think it's beautiful that you're shining a light on all of this. And, and I would agree. I mean, I think my own Iranian family has come a long way. And I think, you know, sometimes what we need is, is patience. It's not about age, but it's mm-hmm. about yeah. having, giving people the grace of taking their time as they question themselves and grow.
0: Yeah. Ask the questions. Question the answers. I mean that that and you know and it's one of those things also you know share your story or someone will write it for you. And the fact that the three of you are together is you're sharing your story. And and I just I just I would like to be a fly in the wall of the listener as well as the reader hearing you know when they get to hear your voices and because you already have a voice on the page but hearing your voice now puts a new voice on that page.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's funny because like I. People have asked me before, like, how do you develop voice in general? Not just like my specific voice, but how. For me, I can't help but have the voice in my head come out onto my pages. Mm -hmm. Like it's the voice that I talk to myself in Mm -hmm. is the voice that is what ends up on the page. Uh, And so it's, it's, it's really fun when we authors get to get together and we're exploring a lot of the same things and a lot of the same themes, but saying it in such different ways. It's really exciting to see just how varied the human experience can be.
0: I was, I was with the Speaker of the House recently, uh, Newt Gingrich, and, and the, one of the things that he shared with me was, was, was life-changing. He says, when I speak, it doesn't, it doesn't include you unless you're willing to listen, but it's what you listen to and how you react to it that makes the movement. Is it the same true when it comes to, to your writing, is that you are speaking, but how we receive it is what's going to change it?
1: Yeah, I would say so. Um, Like, I think that, you know, a lot of the times I will be really anxious about being misunderstood, Um, but all I can do is, you know, say what I have to say in the most authentic ways that I can, and however it's received is how it's received, Um, and I just have to hope that, you know, people take me at my word and, um, you know, don't misunderstand me, but... Of course it's like we can only go from there and continue the conversation
0: do you yeah. do you see it as being still a little bit underground and and I you know because eventually it's got to come above ground And it just feels like you know people are trying to step on it again and push it even further underground it can't be that way with authors like yourself
3: yeah, I wouldn't say that it's underground anymore because of how loud and vocal <laughs> our opponents are. Yes. That they know we're here and we're very much above ground and they're trying to make us underground. Yeah. Uh, but that's just like, that's just not going to happen. And it ties back to your question before about uh, it depends on how people are listening to you. Yeah. And I call those bad faith readers. If they're trying to to, to distort Uh, our books to say like oh it's pornography for kids or we're trying to turn people gay or whatever they want to say or even people who are within our own communities and want to warp our words and our themes to mean something that was not at all ever in the book to begin with that's a bad faith reader and uh, what's nice about the latter about uh, people within the community that might be trying to kind of Uh, manipulate what was going on in the book it's nice that we actually get to have that discussion out in the open queer readers talking about queer books that's amazing and anybody can hate my book or interpret it however they want Mm -hmm. that's their right uh but then it's also it's the backlash to that is the people that are trying to ban us because we are so above ground right now and trying to warp our books into something for their agenda
0: do you walk into the store, the bookstore, and 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 just take a look at where it's positioned? Because I mean, at the the, at the little Professor Bookstore at the Park Road Shopping Center here in Charlotte, they don't hide anything, and and I love that that they that they stand up for the author and and the words within those pages.
1: I love that. Yeah, I do. I do tend to notice, um, you know, when walking into a bookstore, like if they have, like, you know queer books mm-hmm. front and center face out or yeah. if they're you know not like you can kind of tell from walking in, you know sometimes they have the pride display right up front sometimes it's just like integrated throughout but it does bring me a lot of hope to see when they have it um you know, displayed and they're yeah. standing up for that. I
2: think when something is made invisible, the message is clear that it's something to be ashamed of. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know for me, I'm very aware that my book, a lot of it is about the queer community within Iran mm-hmm. who don't have the privileges we do, who don't have the privilege of going to a bookstore mm-hmm. to read queer books. And so I think it's often our job to stand up for those in our community who don't have the privileges we have. Do you ever, yeah.
0: do you think we'll ever see the day that instead of having a pride month, it's a pride every day?
1: I mean for me that's how it is that's how we live that's how
0: we live all year we we got to speak it so that other people believe it then yeah completely (laughs) man what a moment today thank you so much for your time we're all going to get together again very soon because i know that this is my god your journeys are just fantastic
1: thank you so much thank
0: you Thanks, well you be brilliant today okay guys
1: You too, you too. Thank you so much.